Doom, doom. We need some music. I believe we're live. Okay, we're live. So, guys, welcome to the Mindset and Mental Health. Let me fix that. Welcome to the Mindset and Mental Health Facebook Live. Guys, Jason Grossman here. I'm just going to make sure we're live before we get started. I believe we are. We are live. So, guys, we're here to talk about three really important topics. One, depression with men. Two, suicidal awareness or suicide awareness and three masculinity we have not one not two not three but four experts on this panel and we're about to do something that i'm very excited about we just spent some time getting organized to have a bit of a discussion an open discussion we want to invite you to join us to join craig to join silver to join julie and to join tahi and i on having an open discussion about these three things around mental health something that i think is very very important as we move into 2024 um we are in 2024 and i want to take a moment just to say thank you to our four very special guests who are introduced in just a moment. And, you know, since COVID, suicide has increased 800%. Most of us have a story or experience around depression or suicidal thoughts or mental health issues or challenges internal, especially after COVID. And we just want to have an open discussion with you guys now. Um, as we have this discussion, we have four very special guest panelists here. And I've never done anything like this in 13 years, and I'm very excited to have these four amazing people with us. Uh, we have Silva here, who's a men's confidence coach, mental health advocate, founder of Awaken the Sleeping Lions Brotherhood, and courageous leadership for men. Welcome, Silva. Brother, good to have you here. How are you, my friends? Pleasure to be us. here. Looking Thank forward to this friend. conversation. Hell yes. We're just going to have some fun. We're going to have a bit of a conversation uh, in a lighthearted way about a serious topic or three serious topics. Uh, we also have Tahi. Tahi is a mindset coach based in New Zealand, helping busy, busy professionals and business owners overcome stress, anxiety, overwhelm, and is a mindset coach, an amazing mindset coach based in New Zealand. We've got Tahi, brother. How are you? Good to see you here. Thanks, brother. Thanks for the invite. Best to be amongst such amazing uh, coaches and uh, inspirational people like yourselves. And we also have share this out. Uh, and we also have uh, Craig in the house who's a business coach working with men but also does some other things and has a really cool story. We're going to get him to share uh, shortly. I think we all have a story of rock bottom, rags to riches, something like that. Uh, Craig in the house. How are you, brother? Good to have you with us. Thanks, bro. Glad to be here. Pleasure. Pleasure. Now, even though we're here to talk about men's mental health, women, ladies, you are welcome. And to make you feel more of a special welcome, we have my sister from another, Mr. Julie Thompson in the house, international trainer of NLP, life coach, business coach, fitness coach, and more. Um, to have, a, It's always good to have a woman's perspective to see things through a different lens. Julie, my sister, how are you? Very good. Thank you so much for inviting me into the space. I feel super honored and uh, very excited to be here, actually, because it's a very important topic. So I can't wait to actually unload the conversation with each of you. And even though these are really important topics and I think they can be perceived as big issues and problems in the world, I do want to approach it with a light heart, with a bit of fun and kind of make it entertaining. And we're not here to coach anyone. We're not here to tell anyone what to do or necessarily give advice. Uh, everybody on this call is an expert in their field uh, and they have their own stories, their own demons, their own darkness, their own shadows, which uh, they've all overcome and maybe still dealing with. And uh, we just want to have an open discussion and hopefully add some value to each of you guys as well. Um, if you feel as though that this kind of discussion might bring value to your own Facebook friends, feel free to share it on your wall or share it on your socials or anything like that. Um, and I encourage you, uh, as I 
as we have this discussion, Craig, Silver, Julie, Tahi might share some things with you that resonate with you. Um, if, and feel free to follow these guys as well. Um, and going to share a bit about more a bit uh, how you can connect with these guys and follow these guys as well. So um, as we dive in, I, I want to start with, if you don't know who I am, I'm not going to talk much about myself, but I'm going to share one quick, simple story. And that was my, um, the time where I was going to end it all. The time where, you know, uh, growing up, I dropped out of school, was kicked out of home, spent time living on the streets. I was homeless, living as a heroin addict on the streets. And one morning I, uh, well, normally I would try and find a bus stop or a school or somewhere to sleep. And especially in winter. And one night I couldn't find anywhere to sleep. So what I actually did is I burrowed under this big bush. And uh, the next morning I woke up with the sun shining in my face. And it woke me up and I looked down at my hands. Have you ever been so cold? You look at your hands and your hands were purple. It was fucking freezing cold. That's how cold it was. And that's when I realized, have you ever been at a point or time in your life when you hit rock bottom and you thought, I'm done. I just want out. I don't want to be here anymore. I think all of us, if we're really honest, have had a time in our life where we've had a thought, I'm done. I'm out. I just don't want to be here anymore. That was my moment. And you know what? I saw a brown piece of glass. I think it was a broken bottle. And I went to reach for that piece of glass. And I was legit going to slice my wrist and end it all. Yeah. And you know what? As I went to reach for that piece of glass to slice my wrist and end it all, as I went to touch the glass, a voice popped up inside my mind. If you end it, they will miss out. If you end it, they will miss out. I don't know if it was God or source. I don't know if it was my higher self or my conscious or my unconscious, but it stopped me. And it made me realize that, well, if I have breath, there's hope. If I have hope, then I can do something about it. And that's what I want to talk a little bit about. That's what I want to talk to you guys about. Um, so I know Craig has a bit of a story. Craig, do you want to share your story to, to begin with, since we're talking about stories? Yeah, sure, man. Um, right, so about six and a half years ago, I had pretty much a life-changing event where I suffered an injury at work. Now, a lot of people have been through the same sort of thing. And what was for me was the fact I had a, an employer who was, they didn't care about anything but their own statistics and they were just pushing and pushing. But for the first six months, I was out of sight, out of mind because I work remotely. Um, they didn't care about me. Like I was just sitting around at home with all the promises that I'll give me stuff to do from home on my computer and all that stuff, but it was out of sight, out of mind. So that didn't help with the mindset of things. But then they became really pushy and started dictating, you will do this, you will do that. And they ended up, I was traveling two hours each way to the closest branch. So that was four hours travel a day. And then I've got work cover in my back end, yeah, like in, in me, pushing me, you know, not giving a damn, wanting to push me back to work, whatever, you know, like, and I I had those those points where, what do I do? I'm, I've got an injury. I've had five operations on my knee, the last one being a full knee replacement, but I've had all these operations and not getting better and better. And they're just trying to push me. And I was at the point where, what do I do? I can't go back to doing what I'm doing. I can't, physically can't cope with it, you know? And to be honest with you, there was a couple of times where traveling that two hours each way, it was on a main, main highway. Yeah, like, oh, I've never, never actually told anybody this, not even my wife. But there were times where I thought how easy it would be to just veer across the other side of the road where there was a truck coming. Yeah, it was just like, 
being put down every everywhere you turn. The only support I had was from my wife. But the only thing that kept me going all the time was my little girl. Just the thought of her growing up without me. Yeah. So, but pretty much like I had to have a major decision. What do I do? I couldn't rely on anybody like work cover or my employer helping me get back to a reasonable thing at doing my job. And at my age, it was like, I'm going to be crippled. So I had to take matters into my own hands and find my own path and find my own direction in life. So hence, I just went down the road of being a business owner, starting my own business and trying to help other people. You had a crossroads and you chose the right road because you had a reason why. Your daughter, how old's your daughter, brother? Uh, she's almost six now. Yeah, she's so young. Impressionable. Yeah. What's her name again? McKenna. McKenna? That's beautiful, yep. brother. Yeah. And I bet yeah. you're glad you're still here. Oh, hell yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, and, and Craig is being, Craig is a man. Craig's a man's man. So he's like, not. he's not, <laughs> he's not sugarcoating things, but I also know he's not sharing the darkest parts of that. I'm sure there was a, a dark part of that. But brother, thank you for sharing that. Um yeah. So what do you what do you what do you think was like because obviously there was a, an element of depression there as so we're gonna talk about depression, suicide awareness and uh masculinity here. Like obviously there was a there was a time in your life where you felt so depressed, you literally were th you had thoughts. We all have thoughts. We all have thoughts thoughts of jumping off the balcony or swerving into the lane. What what was like what was the like the exact thought that like for me it was like if you end it, they will miss out. Was it legit the thought of missing out on your daughter growing up? Like, I'm just curious for you, like what was the actual thought process that kept you going? It was the actual thought of my daughter growing up without me around. Like I, I've got older kids um, and I think I was, they were about six and seven when me and their mother broke up. So I missed out on a lot of their childhood and which really cut me deep. But then the fact of my daughter not growing up, not ever being able to see me, was yeah. just it just sort of popped me. I, I, I couldn't do that to her, you know. Like no. it wasn't fair on her, you know. Like she didn't deserve Agreed. that. So you know, she what she deserves is me to yeah. be there and guide her as best I can. Yeah. yeah. Right. Thank you so much for sharing and for your vulnerability. I know Silver brother, you have a bit of a story you want to share as well. Yeah. Silver, Silver, Silver's totally a dark relate. one on the call, by the way. No, Jake. <laughs> <laughs> Silver, Silver is doing some incredible men and incredible work. Sorry, empowering men to to step into the to, to their power and their divinity and and to heal and so forth. Um, you know, these guys are healers. These guys are empowering men to heal. So, Silver, brother, um, would you like to share a bit of a story for the guys? Absolutely. And and really on that topic, everything that I create is something that I, I need myself to, to function in the world, especially having suffered from mental health tendencies or challenges for, you know, th over 35 years. I've always, you know, been, been. Wait, sorry, sorry to cut you off, bro. You don't even look yeah. 35. Wait a second. What? Sorry <laughs> to cut you off. You don't even look 35. How old are you? 49. What? Get out of town. You're older than I am. That's crazy. <laughs> all right. Yeah. Sorry to cut you off, brother. Keep going. Yeah. That's all right. That's all right. But, you know, I didn't have a father figure there to really guide me and be that role model and that that pillar of support. So I kind of had to work things out on my own. Like, how 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 can I be a man in the world? And and I had to constantly up level through making a lot of mistakes. And that was challenging. I'd get in my head a lot. I'd feel inadequate. And 
fast forwarding to about three years ago during COVID, trying to run a, <laughs> a coaching business where everyone was just like, uh, I don't have any money, the world's falling apart, and I'm I'm not willing to invest. And and we had like massive, massive overheads. We had a huge house. So we're we're doing side hustles. We we were renting the house out without the landlords knowing, which created a another shitstorm. But we won't get into that. But we were in a hotel, we we're put up in a hotel by the film company. And I'm on my laptop, I'm trying to make things work, I'm trying to hustle, get all the technology working as a solopreneur, doing everything. And I was tearing my hair out, nothing would work that I wanted to work. And I'm looking at this balcony, I went out onto the balcony, and I was like, ready to just throw myself off. And I was contemplating like where I could actually fall without killing somebody else. I was like, I was just absolutely done. Would you say, um, can I jump in there? Would you say like when you said that, because um, you said that you struggled with mental health challenges for about 35 years and that you're 49. So when when was the starting point for you that you actually recognized that there was something wrong? And, and like, was it, do you feel like it was a continuation of building up of challenges? Like, did it start off being, like family challenges and there was a financial challenges and then relationship challenges like can you take us a bit more through like where did it start for you what what do you believe was the catalyst and and then the the adding on to it that's a great question julie and i think i think really what the catalyst was you know being beaten by my father with a cane and not wanting to give him the satisfaction of making me cry so yeah, yeah. i you know got to this point at the age of six or seven where he'd beat the crap out of me and I'd whip my trousers down before he even asked me and I'd bend over in spite and he'd he'd cane me and and I would not cry I just like I became silver stoic in in that moment and locked up all my emotions hold it all in held it all in and then yeah. And then I lived my whole life that way. You know, I wasn't able to cry. I wasn't able to, you when, know, when was feel the first sadness. Time you when was the first time you cried? We're taught not to cry as men. I go, I'm not a crier. I think I cry once or twice a year, like each to their own. But like, there must have been a time when you cried and you released and let that go. Do you feel like that was a part of the, the healing process? Or like, I'm just curious. Good question, Julie, too. Um. I cried when my grandmother died and yeah. I cried during a, a Tantra healing. It was like a 10 day Tantra retreat. And that was it a sexual Tantra open. or just a Tantra? <laughs> it was mostly with our clothes on. <laughs> if you're crying Unfortunately, during a sexual Tantra release, that would be probably. It's... I was like, damn, I signed up for the wrong Tantra retreat. I was, I was sure we're going to be naked the whole time. <laughs> But the wrong retreat. This is not the right treat. That's a... Brother, thank you so much for sharing. And Julie, thank you for asking questions. Guys, I encourage each of you. This is a discussion, open discussion. It's not like a... So, and Tahi, my friend, we've got Tahi here. here uh, like, Tahi, again, is in New Zealand. New Zealand has the biggest suicidal rate, suicide rate for men in the world uh, per capita. So uh, I'm really happy to have Tahi here, brother. Um, I feel like you've got a bit of a, sh a story that you'd like to share. 
Yeah, definitely. And um, thank you guys for sharing so openly. And honestly, it's uh, never easy as a man to actually step up and, and open up and, and lead the way. And um, it's good to see and connect with more and more men in this field that are actually leading that way. So thank you all for, for that. Um, oh, many times throughout my life, I had so many challenges. Uh, I guess not that anyone ever saw them. I was really good at holding them in, dealing with them at home. Oh, man, that's what men do, hold them in. Silver, that's what we do. Yeah. And unfortunately, <laughs> it impacts the people that we care about the most. And exactly. Uh, are the ones that are, are feeling the negative impacts and because we know how to put on a brave face outside of the house. And then we get home and our kids, our families, our partners get that the worst part of us where we're grumpy, we're angry, whatever it is, uh, hit the bottle, uh, all of those things that come out because we think it's a safe space. Uh, unfortunately, those around us, it becomes a very unsafe space. So, yeah, I've had times like that. I was 175 kgs at one point in my life. What the fuck? Wait, 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 wait. You were 175 kilograms? Yeah. yeah How man. much you weigh now? Uh, about 120. Yeah. You lost 55 kilos. That's crazy, brother. That's amazing. When was that? Uh, it was probably about... 2015 i actually had a gastric bypass that um that was the first time i invested you're holding all this extra protection because that's what all that was and i think you know that yeah. Holding all this extra protection which doesn't protect you it's just a facade so brother that's amazing i did not know that so thank you for sharing that yeah. sorry to cut you off there ah, no all good all good um so yeah there was plenty of times throughout that that you know when you you can't buy clothes in a normal shop you can't you know, go on a flight without making the person next to you uncomfortable. All of these things that are that are challenges and sleep apnea. You're not sleeping well, so you're falling asleep during the daytime. Uh, so they they can lead you to some really dark places, and it did lead me to some dark places as well as the guilt of what it was doing to those around me, uh, and not having the tools to deal with that. Even though I was brought up around healers my whole life, my mum was a healer and had some of the best healers around. Um, never Howdy. opened up myself um, to to feel comfortable I guess well, I never chose to uh, mm. until COVID I guess was when I uh, me and my previous partner we lost a baby three weeks before the first lockdown uh, <clears throat> my electrical business uh, 13 staff worked it out all of their families it was 48 people that were needing you know, the business to survive and asking questions that none of us had the answers to, supporting the family with their grief. And I did the man thing. I can handle this. I can do it all, carry it on my shoulders. Uh, but as you all well know, a few weeks into lockdown, the world got really quiet and we were had forced to sit with our thoughts. And fortunately for me, I chose to reach out and I, I reached out to the right person who was able to help me and um, I'm forever grateful to her for taking me on through the process that she took me through to, to give me my life back, give my kids their dad back uh, and I also am very grateful losing baby Tater was the, the worst yet the best thing that ever happened to me and by continuing to do this work She's given me my life back, but she's helped so many people because she helped me step onto this path. And so 
even though she never took a breath in this world, I know she's impacted more lives than many people ever will because she led me into this. So I carry inspiration it. for you. Yeah. Yeah. I'm so proud of you, brother. I didn't know some of those things. Thank you for sharing vulnerably and openly. Thank and you. the awesome thing, guys, about Craig Silver and Tahi, the, the, the these three men and Julie as well, but men, um, Th these these men have turned their life around. They're doing incredible things. They're helping so many people right now with their businesses and what they're doing. Uh, all three of these men are in our business coaching programs, hiring VAs for us and doing tremendous things, making big impact. They have big goals. They're heart-centered leaders with big mission and purpose. Um, Julie, I'm not going to get you to share a story, one, because of time, and two, uh, I, I have a question for all of you. Um, two questions, but one in particular is like, all men have gone through depression, most women as well. I don't, I, don't, I don't believe in depression from the perspective is I don't believe we suffer from depression. I don't believe we have depression. I don't believe in clinical depression. I choose to believe that because I believe that if I choose to do something about it, then I can. And I think that's a part of depression. Um, but for all of you, Julie, as well, I want to have a bit of an open discussion about depression. Now let's get to the discussion point. Thank you for sharing is like what what do you think like leads to or causes depression like we we live in like right now we live in the most civil yeah there's wars and all different things going on but we live in the most convenient time in the history of human uh, the human race that we know of anyway right in the last six seven eight thousand years and i think it's like like i think the metaphor is if you go to a cafe and there's two sandwiches to choose from it's pretty easy a or b but we live in a world where you go to a cafe, there's a hundred sandwiches to choose from. You sit there like this, oh, which sandwich, right? So it's so convenient. You can literally order anything online, don't have to leave your house. So I'm curious what you guys think about, like what leads to or causes this state of feeling depressed and then being stuck in that, I'm depressed, lying in bed, I don't want to get out of bed state. Like what, do you, what are you guys' thoughts on that? I'm just curious. I think it really comes down to not looking after our basic needs it's, it's, it's pretty simple, you know, when we get into that state of um, feeling down, feeling inadequate, not working out, eating crap, watching crap, consuming crap, drinking crap, yeah. smoking crap. Smoking it, it crack? Just, oh, crap. <laughs> crack and crap. Yeah. yeah, yeah. All, all, all this stuff. It just, it just affects our our minds and our brains and our brain doesn't function correctly. And then we just keep making bad choices over and over again. And we're looking for a way out of that, that trap that is really self-inflicted in a lot of cases, but yeah. also linked to, to trauma as well. So yeah. we have to address that, that trauma and we have to be able to, to integrate the, the things that happen to us that make us who we are and accept them and yeah, take on healthy habits and self-discipline is really, really vital. I think. And, and if we're talking about masculine traits, because there's a big movement in the feminine space, if it's not a full body, fuck yes, don't do it. Now for Julie, that might work. And for women, but men don't work that way. Women, it, because if I wake up in the morning and I go, I'm going to go to the gym. Oh, it's not a full body fuck yes, I'm not going to go. That's not that's not how men work. Men, men don't work that way. So it's very different, right? Which is what Silver is talking about. And I love that you talked about the basic fundamentals, which is looking after your physical, emotional, spiritual, mental health. I think that's that's the thing. But like, I'm stuck in bed. I can't even get out of bed, Silver. How the fuck uh, am I going to do those things, right? That's kind of where the mentality is at, though, isn't it? So that's the problem. How do we well, break out right. of that? How do we well, break out of that funk? 
Guys. the isolation comes in and we have to get outside we have to get into nature if we don't do that then we're fucked it's it, it's pretty simple what about the rest of you guys like what do you feel like led to the cause of you being stuck in that funk of depression and i know julie you've had experiences with depression as well you know mm -hmm. you and i know each other really well this is not isolated just to men this is a, a conversation for women as well um I'd love to yeah, share my take thoughts? on it. Yeah, 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 of course. Silver, you mentioned something which you you mentioned when you first started sharing that that our needs are not being met, and so what I find in common society we have been we've been uh, led to believe that um, the feeling of anger or expressing an emotion of anger it's not okay to be angry, and anger is actually it's a human emotion. We all feel frustrated and angry at times. And anger is actually the the catalyst emotion that that holds all the other emotions in. And so if we're not if we're not expressing our anger in a healthy manner, or if it's not safe for us to do so, then what we're doing is we're neglecting the anger, and then this sadness comes to the surface. And if we don't have the right channels, because we know in common society men have been told to toughen up, and it's not okay to be weak, therefore that we're suppressing the sadness. So therefore we've got unresolved anger and unresolved sadness in our neurology and over time that leads to depression because it's sitting in the in the nervous system in in that neurology so in my in my take on it that we have to find healthy ways to express our emotions including anger and sadness and so for anybody that's listening i i highly encourage everybody to create safe space for the people in our lives both men and women to express their emotions and for them to feel safe to express their emotions like if somebody's feeling angry or frustrated, it's not a personal attack on you. It's that person sharing how they genuinely feel. And we've got to create a safe space or environment for them to be able to express themselves freely. Um, because mm -hmm. we know, um, you know, if we don't resolve our anger, it's going to lead to heightened cholesterol and heart attacks. And if we don't resolve our sadness, it's going to lead to depression. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Damn, damn, sister. I knew that was the reason I invited you. That was well said. Did someone... Did someone record that? That shit was good. I think <laughs> our video editors will have to will have to condense that. That that was really awesome. And you know, Julie like has really like that was so elegantly spoken and so spot on. Uh, I often say like pain is a given. The pain of feeling depressed is a given, but suffering is a choice. We choose to stay there or not. We choose to. We might not choose to get uh, ill, but we choose to stay there or not. We're not. We might not choose to become broke or poor or homeless, but we choose to stay there or not. We choose to be living on the streets or not. We might choose to get that. And I believe suffering comes from two things. And this is what Julie's talking about. Number one is you're ignoring the pain. Yeah. Or number two, you're focusing on the pain. As a man, yeah, you boys can relate. I get a cut on my arm. What do men do? Ah, it'll go away. We ignore it. And what happens? It fucking festers and gets infected. Right. What do women do? Oh, I've got a cut. They focus on it. They get more suffering. Right. Now, men can do either or women can do either, but that's really what it comes down to, what Julie's talking about. We ignore it or we focus on it. Craig and Tahi, what are your thoughts? Yeah, just touch, Julie touched on a bit of what I my beliefs are. Like growing up, <clears throat> like I'm sure you can all appreciate, but growing up many, many years ago, it was instilled in you that being a, being a bloke, being a man, you didn't show emotion. You didn't sort of yeah. open up. Yeah, you're going to be stoic, up. you're a man. Yes, that's it. You know, only only weak men showed emotion. So you you grow up thinking like that, and you don't show any emotion. You don't open up, 
and to me, it bobbles up inside. And it took me a lot of years to actually open up to anybody. And I tell you, once I did, it was like a big weight lifted off my shoulders. And that's what I think is wrong. Like people won't open up. And like Julie, you expressed on this is what Julie yeah. was talking about. You expressed yeah. like you yeah. can be a man, be stoic, do your duty, have integrity, and still be a fucking man. You don't have to bore your eyes out and go to cry yourself to sleep every night, which we've probably all done. Let's be honest. Uh, it's about expression. It yeah. is about the release. And this is what Silver was talking about, the 35 years of not releasing. So, dude, I love that. Um, I really do, man. That's, that's, I love that. So, And Tahi, what are your thoughts, brother? Yeah, very similar to what you guys are all talking about, how we take the thoughts of what happened in our childhood, the adverse childhood experiences we have had, uh, whether that's just a um, walking on eggshells around our parents, uh, whether it's uh, go to your room, you know, that we were isolated. Go to, we were room. Go to <laughs> your room. If you don't stop I liked going to my room. I didn't have to deal with anyone's bullshit. So for me, that was like, that was a good, I'm like, yeah, I don't have to deal with anyone. <laughs> In the old, uh, if you don't stop crying, I'll give you something to cry about. So we were actually taught to, to, to suppress that. Um, not that there's anything wrong with how my parents raised me. That was how they, how parents raised kids. They did the best days. they could, yeah. And um, doing the best they could. And so we take take all of that and we bottle it all up. And it's a it's a funny thing that I'm starting to experience when I'm starting to work with more and more people, not just men, uh, women as well, that we're too, you know, showing vulnerability is, is perceived as weakness, yet we're too scared to show vulnerability. So how can we be too tough to show it and, to, and scared of showing it all in the same thing? Okay. <laughs> and, you know, I think there's a confusion about what vulnerability is. Vulnerability isn't going Facebook Live and crying on Facebook. Vulnerability is, I don't know, for all of you watching and listening right now, there's a theme here. Have you noticed the theme? It's about expression and release. Anything that you hold in, yeah, it bottles up and it builds toxicity. It leads to suffering. It leads to pain. Leads to, and this is the common theme that I'm picking up from everybody. Silver was a perfect example. Silver's like 35 years of that shit. I'm glad you released that. That must have felt fucking good. Uh, um, another question for you guys. Silver, I know you got something on tip of your tongue, so I'll start with you. But like, for, for, let's say for any man or woman that's watching this right now that might be in a bit of a, you know, a time in their life where they're struggling or they're doing it hard and they're feeling a bit depressed or they're stuck in a, you know, a, a place where maybe they have suicidal thoughts or maybe they're stuck through depression or maybe they feel like life's not going well, whatever level or degree that might be. Like, how do guys, how do people get out of that funk? How do people begin to turn that around, do you think? One step at a time. You know, I think I think it can be incredibly overwhelming because we, we know all of the things that we need to do right and we're like oh my god there's like 20 things i need to do to get out of this hole and it's like forget about over one. Yeah, 19 over. of them and just focus on one and the first one is just get outside get outside into nature move your body breathe fresh air you know just just sit by a river sit in a park sit under a tree you know watch the birds and and that gets us out of our heads because as Tony Robbins says, if you, you stay in your head, then you're dead. So yeah. we need to get back into, into our Movement bodies is life. and the outside world. Yeah, We're like sharks. If a shark stops swimming, they die. If a tree is not growing, it's dying. So I love yeah. that, bro. And I completely agree. 
And I'm what just going to chuck are... something something else yeah. quickly in there. <laughs> when somebody asks you how you are, tell them how you really are. Tell them the fucking truth. Don't say you're okay or you're fine or you're good. Yeah. Tell them the fucking truth. What yeah. is going you, on? Do you know what I really hate? Connection. Yeah. You know what I really hate? I sorry to cut it, you know, because it's like I told you guys cut each other off when we had this chat <laughs> because this is a passionate discussion and conversation yeah. for people to watch. I want that this is what it I hate are you okay day? Yeah. I hate are you okay day? Like are you okay? Yeah, I'm fine. Like that's no no, I feel like jumping off the fucking balcony. Okay, well, let's chat, right? I, I love that. Yeah. I don't like Are You OK Day for that reason, because I think it's a, a spiritually bypassing sugarcoating. You can't you can't sugarcoat negativity. Yeah. Right? Yeah. It, I like it, to it, ask it as a two-part question. So yeah, what's the question? How are you? And then yeah. allow them to answer, and then go, how are you really? Fuck yes, I love that. How are how you? Are really? you? How are there you really? Yeah. Yeah. Because I'm like, I'm amazing. I think the How step, are you really? I think the step yes. prior to that, though, before we can be honest with other people, is getting really fucking honest with ourselves. How am I? Oh, yes. Asking ourselves, yeah. how, how am I doing? Yeah. Sitting with ourselves and getting yeah. really brutally honest with ourselves about where we are at. Yeah. yeah. We can't be honest with someone else till we're honest with ourselves. If you're not okay, say I'm fucking not okay uh, to yourself first. That's mm -hmm. fucking hundred percent, bro. Because we we live in this world where we're like, oh my, especially as men, because we're taught we're meant to be stoic, suppress our emotions for thirty five years, hold on to things. Yeah, uh, Craig, you want to say something? I feel like there's something on the tip of your tongue. No, I was just going to add to that. Like, what, you know, is basically as long as pe people need to realize it that. Opening up, it's fine. You know, you're not going to. You've got to open up, talk to someone, find someone to talk to. Like just as as Silver was saying, you know, like let it out, sort of thing. You know, that's the best way to do it. That's my opinion. I found, and that, I agree. That are you okay day? Like one day out of the year to sugarcoat shit. Like should be every I, day. I, I love Julie's process. I, imagine if we all did that. Silver, how are you? And then I said, How are you really? And Silver's going to think, and he's going to be like, you know what? Fucking my marriage, this, my business, this, my, because we all have shit going on. And I think that's why yeah. I think men need mates. Men need a circle of friends to talk. And and, and, be, and again, being vulnerable is not being a little bitch and crying. Right? Now, I'm using an extreme example. Being vulnerable is sharing and expressing. You know what? I'm having this issue with my partner. I'm having this challenge with my finances. I'm having these thoughts and these feelings. I was on my balcony today and I thought about jumping off. Now, I'd never jump off it. Who's ever walked out to a balcony and thought about jumping off? I've lost count how many times. I'm on a balcony. I've walked out of the balcony and thought, I would never do it. But it doesn't change the fact that the thoughts were there. And I think being able to remove the tabooness and being able to talk about that without judgment. And you can be a fucking man and do that. Again, being being vulnerable is not crying yourself to sleep and getting on Facebook and going cry. If you want to cry, cry. But that's not what vulnerability is. Vul vulnerability, vulnerability is expression. So here's my personal three steps. I've gone through. I went through such severe depression. I had suicidal thoughts every day for a long time. I had a lot of health issues, and Julie and I share this. We, Julie and I both had a lot of challenges in the past with chronic fatigue. If you're somebody that's had issues with chronic fatigue, I did for years. It leads to a state where you go through, yeah, it, 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 and that leads to depression and suicidal thoughts a lot. 
I thought about killing myself so many. Now I would. I'm going to go on the record. I would never kill myself. The main reason why why is because I, I feel like I have got too much responsibility. I feel like there's too many people out there that need us, need all of us. People need you, Tahi. Not just your family, other people, Silva, Craig, Julie. For me, I, I think this is how I overcame my severe depression, stuck in a cycle where I couldn't get out of bed. For those of you that are so depressed or in a state of depression where you literally struggle to get out of bed, this is what I personally did. Um, and everyone's kind of uh, put in uh, some of this as well. The first step for me personally is I made a decision to believe that depression was a choice. Now, for a lot of people, that's hard to choose to believe. Because you go to a doctor, you say you had a hard day, and they give you antidepressants. Antidepressants will not help your depression. That would just cause other. Look, everyone shake. Everyone just went like this. Everyone just did like the clown thing. You know, the clowns who put the balls in the mouth. Everyone just did that thing. Everyone just fucking did that thing, right? Because we all know deep down that shit's not going to help. Antidepressants are going to make the fucking problem worse. It's going to manifest. It's going to lead to suffering because you're ignoring it. You're not dealing with the healing and so forth. So, is I made a decision to choose to believe decision uh, that that. Getting depressed and feeling depressed wasn't a choice, but staying depressed was. That means I could do something about it. So the first step for me was to believe I could do something about it. Step two, silver hit the, the nail on the head. Movement is life. You have to get up out of bed. Even if you can't get outside, get up and walk to the fucking fridge and get a drink of water. Step one. All right, drink my water. Let's grab my water. Let's walk to the beach. Then ground. Put your feet on the ground. So there's so much scientific research and grounding and earthing. Yeah. And then step three. This is the most important one, especially for men. Purpose. You have to have purpose. Every single one of these I boys. I say men, cigars. Cigars <laughs> is like, that's the fourth. Cigars, I'm smoking a beautiful Cahiba Cuban. It's like, I would, I'll be smoking it even if I said to the guys, I'd be smoking the cigar even if we weren't here. I'm going to smoke it. I just do my thing, whatever we're doing. So um, I am smoking a Cuban, yes. Um, is a purpose. Now, that purpose could be a goal, like write a book. The, all, all, Craig, Silva, and Tahi, if you listen to how they overcame their own shit, they all found a sense of purpose. Their daughter, their family, helping people. They have to find a sense of purpose. Now, it doesn't have to be change the world. Your purpose might be to provide for your family, to buy a home, to write a book, to launch a charity, to launch a book. It doesn't matter what the purpose is. You've got to have goals. You have to have a purpose. That sense of purpose, if you decide that you can choose to believe to do something about it, then you get up and move. Movement is life. That's what creates the energy and gets everything flowing. And then you create a sense of purpose. Like Silver said, one step at a time. What's just what's one goal this week I want to achieve? Well, you know what? This week, I just want to take my kids to the park. That could be a sense of purpose for this week. It doesn't have to be changed the world. That's what I personally did. And it's an ongoing journey. It's been life-changing for me. Uh, we've been going for a long time. We're getting a lot of interaction on the live. Thank you for everyone interacting. Uh, I do want to touch on one last thing before we wrap this up. I want to talk about masculinity because I, I, I'm I'm really, you'll notice for those that are following me, I'm, I'm starting to do a lot more content around traditional, but also divine masculinity because I really think that not glo globally, there's a lot of issues around war and all kinds of things, politics, whatever. But from an individual perspective, I think there's a, a massive lack in masculinity right now. And I think a big part of it is which of you, who grew up, who grew up without a father? I, I didn't meet my dad till I was 13. I think a lot of us grew up with that, men and women, and that has a lot of negative impact on men and women, not, not having that father figure for discipline uh, to learn sense of duty and integrity and so forth. So um, I want to talk a little bit about masculinity, traditional, but also divine masculinity. Um, and I'm just going to keep it really open. But what are you guys' thoughts around masculinity, problems around masculinity, 
solutions around masculinity. What are your thoughts around the topic as a whole right now? Let me make it more specific to make it easy for you guys. Like, I, I believe that there is masculine toxic traits, narcissism and so forth. I believe there's traditional masculinity and divine masculinity. What do you think that for men that do begin to turn their life around, get out of depression and suicide, start to create a life by design, what do you think are some of the masculine traits necessary for that around masculinity? I believe it's it's around structure. Um, you know, I had it explained to me once, like masculinity is like the banks of the river. You can they don't need to go straight, but they hold the water, and then the femininity can flow through it. And I think having a balance where you've got your creativity, you've got your flow, uh, but within a structure, like whether that's a schedule or timetable, but in that time you're in flow state because the structure is sound. The water doesn't question where it flows. Doesn't see a rock and says, "There's a rock in the river. I can't get around it. It just flows yeah. around it." It doesn't think about flowing. It just fucking flows. I, dude, that's the best metaphor I've heard in a long time. I love that, dude. That's amazing. Yeah, yeah. That's a that's a great. I, I'm gonna I'm gonna use that moving forward. I hope you don't mind. Okay. Hopefully, you don't have a. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's actually designed around it. <laughs> yeah, that's amazing. Yeah. Uh, everybody else, what are your thoughts? Mm. My belief is that we need more mature masculine, which is what I really advocate for in all of my programs. And I think most of the world's problems are created by the immature masculine. And, and that is men who have all these unresolved wounds that they just keep playing out and they keep taking out on other people through narcissism or becoming a sociopath or becoming an abuser, whatever it may be. So it's really important to integrate the immature aspects and the, and the wounds and, and really own who we are as men. It's a really, really important mature masculine trait is to own your journey because it has made you who you are. Yeah. All those wounds, all the challenges, everything that's happened to you has, has given you so much wisdom. And I'm a true believer that your greatest adversity and how you overcame it is your greatest gift to the world. So purpose is so, so vital for us all. Owning your own shit. Mm. I love it. Own your own, own your own shit. You fucked up, I fucked up. Yeah. Own yeah. your own shit. Integrity. Whatever. Yeah. Imagine, imagine men, everybody, imagine if you became a public figure and had some such a great and grand impact in this world that you had no secrets and there's nothing, no skeletons that anybody could know about you that would, that would shift you or change you or alter you. This conviction and belief in yourself and steadfastness in yourself, which is what you're talking about, let your mess be your message and own your own shit. I think it's incredibly powerful. Silver is probably leading uh, the leading expert here this is literally what silver does for a living this conversation uh, which is why silver is here um so brother i appreciate that thank you for sharing that um what about the rest of you guys what do you think I think the greatest example of that and i play it to my clients throughout my program is is eminem at the end of that uh, eight mile movie when he gets up there and he owns his shit and the other yeah. guy's got nothing on the him. guy's got nothing he chokes he just chokes he just chokes yeah that there there's there's liberation and power in that 
and that's been a big part of my healing process the last few years as well yeah so julie you want to say something i feel like there's something on the tip of your tongue yeah i really want to touch base on that because you know for me i think one of the and and sylvie said it so well um i think you know the masculine trait you know of self affirming you know being so firm in who we are as a person is a very strong masculine trait and doesn't have to come from a form of aggression but just very much self-affirming and it kind of goes back to the healing process because um a theme and a pattern that was coming up when you guys were speaking about going through that you know that depression or that mental health challenges that you went through there was a common theme and pattern that was happening and one of them was like they didn't care there was too much pressure on me or my needs weren't being met. And so all of our emotions, they are messenger signals from our higher self saying that, hey, something is not okay with my highest self. I'm feeling frustrated in this moment. I'm feeling this, but because we are avoiding what we're feeling, right? So we really have to do that first step of recognize what emotion am I feeling and why? And then the masculine trait of, okay, self-affirming this, that's not okay with me. Let me fix it. And then, you know, having the conversation with the person or finding a safe space. So I think, you know, it's really that we are being called to take ownership and accountability and responsibility for how we feel in moments. So we do have to step into that that feeling of emotion because every single emotion we, we sense is a message from our higher self, right? So if we take ownership and action that, that becomes part of the healing process. And it's a very masculine trait to do. So taking action is masculine and it doesn't have to come across aggressively but it's that self-affirming where you get to stand tall and, and be in your power um and that's i think you know a great trait for a lot of people yeah so the emotions are the message taking action is the stepping into the masculine and um and taking control of, of that situation so yeah mm -hmm. the, the the way that how elegantly you just spoke was like did someone record that julie's on fire mm -hmm. i knew there's a reason we invited a woman's perspective into the conversation mm -hmm. about the masculine um uh, but very well said we, yeah we're well, very well said amazing like uh, before we wrap this up uh, i want to open up if anyone has any questions watching the facebook live i've got the facebook live on my phone here i'm looking down at it if if you have a question and you're watching the live or the replay uh post it or comment it and we'll bring it up for discussion. Does anyone have any questions or topics or anything that you would like us to discuss or answer? Or do you have a, a specific question for one of us in particular, like Julia or Silva? Uh, post that now. I'll give you guys a couple minutes to do that because we'll, we're going to wrap it up in a, in a couple minutes. We've, uh, we didn't really have a time frame for this. We just went live and just kind of going for the flow because I think this is a really important topic. Um, I, want, I want to share something, my thoughts on this. I, I think there's kind of three phases to the evolution of maturation of the masculine. I'll say that again. I think there's three main phases to the maturation, the evolution of the masculine. And I think if we look at the wounded masculine that has healing to do, by the way, we all have healing to do. I don't care how, if you're in the 3D, you have healing to do. We all have trauma. And I think we need to stop with the stigma and the taboo and the judgment around trauma. Oh, that's a trauma. So what? You have trauma. Fucking own your, tra own your trauma. That's the first part of liberation, right? This is not a trauma conversation. We'll do, uh, Actually, we'll do a trauma call later, but this is not a trauma conversation. I think typically for the masculine in particular that is wounded, typically we, we become extra masculine to step into that sociopathic, narcissistic um, phase that Silver was talking about. Yeah, we have sex with every woman that moves. We jerk off the porn three times a day. We gamble. We do all these kind of things, right? These are trauma responses. And then we get to a point where, you know what, it's time to do some personal development and to become a better human being. 
okay, let's step into our traditional masculine. And I think we live in a world where traditional masculinity has been lost because I think a lot of people, men and women, uh, perceive the strong traditional masculine as being narcissistic and sociopathic because if you understand feminine and masculine energy, which have nothing to do with gender, then you understand the left and the right brain, that the right side of the brain, which is the creative feminine side of the brain that controls the left side of the brain, the feminine side, and then you understand the left side of the brain, which is logical, the masculine controls the right side, which is the masculine side, and you begin to understand the difference between feminine and masculine, you can understand that traditional masculinity is assertive, is direct, it is the law of action, it is spreadsheets, it is assertive, and that can trigger the wounded feminine and the masculine. Especially because we live in a world where we're taught that, you know what, uh, Silver, you should have more confidence. And then Silver gets confidence, and now he's fucking egotistical. <laughs> oh, Silver, you should have more self-esteem. He gets self-esteem, and now he's arrogant. Well, what the hell, man? No wonder people are confused, right? I believe the traditional masculine, I did a reel in this the other day, is about three things. The traditional masculine that wants to heal and begins to heal and overcome depression and suicide and starts to take direct uh, control of their own thoughts and their body and their life. Number one, I believe it's a sense of duty. Yeah, sense of duty that there's people in this world that are relying on me to protect, to serve, and to provide. Number one, this is traditional. Number two, I believe that we have a sense of integrity. That if I say I'm going to do something, I should do it. If I tell my kids we're going to do something, we do it. I tell my wife we're going to do something, I tell my clients, that's integrity. We have duty, integrity, and we have honor. And honor, I think, is one of the most important things of traditional masculinity. And honor, I believe, this is my opinion, that honor is about doing the right thing no matter how hard it is. Because typically in life, everything is hard. Being overweight is hard. Losing weight is hard. Being broke is hard. Making money is hard. Being in a relationship is hard. Being alone is hard. We're going to choose a hard. We can do what's easy now so hard, life's hard later, or we can do what's hard now so life's easy later. Most of the time, would you guys agree, doing the right thing is typically the hardest thing. So I believe honor, especially as a traditional masculine, is doing the right thing in alignment with your values and subordinating feelings to values. Women, it's about being happy, fun, and emotions. Yes, have a full body fat, yes. But us men, we don't work like that. We work on a sense of duty and pride. Pride is not a bad thing, neither is ego. When we have integrity, honor, um, when we have integrity, honor, and a sense of duty, then we get a, a sense of purpose. And then we can evolve to the third phase. And I would love to get your feedback on this because this is my opinion. This is what I found in my journey. We move into the divine masculine. And I believe the divine masculine has three core tenets. Number one is their primary value over everything is connection to source and God. Whatever your label is. You don't like the label God? Fine. I'm not talking about religion. I'm talking about whatever the energy of the thing is that creates everything. Source. Number one. Number two is spiritual growth. Every day, I can tell you, Silver, Craig, Tahi, and Julie, every day focus on getting better spiritually, emotionally, physically, and mentally. Going to the gym, eating healthier, meditating, breathwork, whatever these core fundamentals are of spiritual growth. Number two. And the third core tenant of the divine masculine is being a heart-centered leader. Silver is a beautiful, empathic man. Tahi and Craig, beautiful, empathic men. That's why they're here. I don't need to get started, Julie. You can see she's clearly a beautiful empath, right? We're talking about the masculine. This is what I believe about, and, and this is something I want to spend a lot more time on and get, get a, lot, you got, a lot of you guys more involved with, is helping and empowering men to go from the toxic, narcissistic, sociopathic, uh, wounded to the traditional and to the divine. But what are your guys' thoughts around 
this topic and and your thoughts like this is my opinion my belief what what i would love to hear your thoughts as we wrap this up yeah that that daily growth is always a big thing for me getting better getting stronger and when i say stronger it doesn't mean physically stronger it can mean physically stronger whatever it is internally stronger um becoming more coming further home to myself and stopping looking outside stopping blaming uh, what, what am I doing to create this and looking inwards and working on that and, and implementing tools, learning new tools, getting support if I need it. Uh, if I can't find someone that I trust around me that can't give me advice without attaching their own story to it and making it worse, then I'll look outside and, and find someone who's not uh, attached to my story, doesn't know my story, and I can resonate or they can resonate with my story because they've walked that path already. They're not projecting the ego onto you. They're listening. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and 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 before we continue, we do have a couple of questions. If you ask questions, we'll answer them in just a second. Thank you for your questions. If you have any, if you haven't asked a question, want to ask this question, we will answer them. So uh, I can see she won from Shah uh, and I think uh, from Danielle as well. Uh, was it Julie or Craig? Someone just went to say something. I think it was Julie. Uh, I can share and I agree with uh, what you were saying about the divine masculine. Like when, when somebody is in their divine masculine, it's like they are a conscious warrior and that conscious is being totally feeling of their truth. And this is why it's so important for anyone that is experiencing, you know, those emotions of feeling let down or not seen or not heard or not good enough. It's important that we lean into that and ask ourselves the question, where is this showing up or who around me is, is you know, where or when do I feel this way? Because if we suppress that, then we are abandoning ourselves and then it becomes a self-fulfilling pro prophecy. So in the divine masculine, we are seriously conscious warriors. So it, it's about really leaning into our truth over and over and over again and honoring ourselves in each step of the way. And it is going to be challenging. It is going to be tricky. It is going to be tough and hard. And so I believe that, uh, you know, it's important for us to find safety you know, if you're just starting out on the journey of your your truth, find environments where you feel safe to speak, where you feel that, um, and, and Tahi, you hit the nail on the head, you don't want to be speaking to somebody and then they make the story about them. You know, it's, it's you've got to find somebody who doesn't have an emotional charge to what you're sharing with them so you can speak freely and truthfully and 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 share what it is so you get to feel into your truth. And, and that's where, you know, that freedom will come from. Yeah. Beautifully said, Julie. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, it, re it really reminds me that we we must we must connect with our highest self on a regular basis. There is a piece of God or the Creator or whoever source is to you living inside you, and I really want you to get that and access that highest self and create a relationship with them on a daily basis it's so so important and the other thing is <laughs> we live on the most incredible planet in the universe i can't possibly imagine a more beautiful planet with all these incredible animals and beings and plants and humans we get to live here it's the most incredible co-creation possible and we are part of that so co-create co-creation is so so vital and, and also, I want to bring the feminine aspect in because as men, we must accept the feminine within ourselves. 100%. We must learn to surrender. 
we must learn to let go. We must learn to accept and Bro, trust. I love, that. I love that you brought that in because men produce estrogen, women produce testosterone. The feminine cannot exist without the masculine. And I think a lot of men perceive the feminine as being vagina, genitals, and vice versa, but that's not. We each need to find our own harmonious alliance between our own masculine and feminine energies. And that's really important. You can be the most... Ma I'm sitting here smoking a Cuban cigar, drinking a rum, talking to you guys about masculinity. <laughs> but I feel like I feel like I found the harmony with the feminine. There's nowhere around that. Silver has hit the now. That harmony is what Silver has found after 35 years. And that's why Silver's on this call. Silver is probably the leading expert on this topic out of all of us on, on, on this panel. There's literally, this is literally what he does for a living and he's an expert at it. So uh, brother, that's uh, beautiful. And I'm glad you shared that. Uh, I do have a couple of quick questions here. Um, uh, first question from Shah is, do you think an emotionally unavailable, so Shah is uh, obviously a woman. Uh, do you think an emotionally unavailable man would be able to overcome it? If yes, how? An emotionally unavailable man. This is from a woman. Could he overcome it? And if so, how? What would be your... Well, how would you... Yes, Tahi. I'd say 100% because I feel I was that person. Where I, I'm sure we all were uh, before we came to this place. Uh, I didn't mean I wasn't in relationships, but parts of me, I was shut down. I, I didn't really know what love connection felt like. Uh, and overcoming that, uh, it was two years ago today that I met my darling and have the most connected, heart-centered, honest. Um, and, lo and lots of tattoos. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> plenty of tattoos along the way. Um, but yeah, just that that connection and uh, that emotional availability. And when you find that in yourself, men, you'll find these amazing, emotionally available women that'll match that. Uh, if you're blaming the other person for all your bad relationships like I did. She she also has a follow up question. I feel like uh, I feel like Silver wants to say something, but uh, she says follow up question: What do you think women can do to help an emotionally unavailable man? That's yeah. a great question, and I think <sighs> guiding men towards brotherhoods is a really really great access, and. <laughs> There's an incredible statistic on one of the biggest brotherhoods here in Vancouver that 70% of those men found the brotherhood through women. Wow. And what brotherhood does is it gives men an access to share what they otherwise would not share. And when they do that in, in a secure environment, judgment-free, then they realize that they're not alone. There's other men in the room who've had the same experience or who are feeling what they are feeling and they feel like they belong and they can open up the, the armor that surrounds the heart, can fall away and they can open up emotionally. I freaking love that. And I think it's important to note that the brotherhood you choose is important. Oh, the brothers, time. the brothers. The brothers, you two, everyone, all the men, you see all the men just did the same smart. Before everyone did the clown thing, now everyone's doing it. 
yeah, I think the brothers you choose is really important. Um, oh, yeah. I think that I think the challenge is you cannot control. Like I can't change you, because it's like I get messages every day because I was a heroin addict and overcame a thousand dollar a day heroin addiction. Every day, I get messages from people: my brother, my sister, my mom, my dad, my partner is a drug addict. What can I do? I'm like, you can't do shit, because only when the drug addict decides they want to stop can I do something about it. You can lead as the the most basic metaphor goes: you can lead a horse to water, but you can't make it drink. So, I mean, is there a point that we give up? Is there a point that we just focus on ourselves? Is there a point like, you know, I think that's kind of, does that make sense? Yeah. I also, to add on to that, if you keep the horse, if you keep the horse near the water long enough, it'll get thirsty. It's going to get thirsty. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, 100%. Keep, keep so keep the horse thirsty. <laughs> but at what, at what point do we go, oh, this is not the right horse? Do you know what I mean? Like, it's like, oh, it's like, there is this fine line. Oh, look at that horse. The grass is greener. Or maybe this horse is a, so it is a, a bit not a conundrum, but as yeah, I I, I said I I used to say the same thing: you can lead a horse to water, you can't make it drink. But if you keep leading to water, soon later it's got to drink because it will die. But um, uh, hopefully that answers your question. She said, "Thank you for your answers." Mad Great question. Yeah, yeah. I, I think at the end of the day is that we can't we can't control well. We can influence people. We can't make people do things. And I think at the end of the day. My answer to this, whenever somebody asks me a question around this, it's like another question I get asked a lot is, how do I meet my soulmate? I want to track my soulmate. I want to find my soulmate. Mm -hmm. My question, my answer is always the same. You can't control manifesting that. You can influence it. My answer is always the same. Focus on being the best version of yourself possible. And, and I think everyone on this call would agree with that. You know, focus on being the best version of yourself possible. And we realize sooner or later if somebody is deserving of us or what we deserve and so forth as well because it's a fine line like when we love someone when do we let them go when how long should we fight for and it's not i'm definitely i'm not a role i'm a reverse role model i'm 44 no kids essentially well i'm dating but i'm essentially single um but i think there's a fine line there uh, anything to add to that do you think do you guys think i think for women um or even partners of you know men is just and you know i think it's making sure that that there's always a safe space that um and that the person doesn't feel pressured you know like like you were saying you can lead all this water but you can't make it drink so it's understanding that person's level of readiness and willingness to to enter into conversation um and sometimes it's it's reading between the lines Sometimes they will open themselves up in other ways that's not words or, you know, dependent on their love language. Um, I know for me, you know, in my in my relationship, uh, you know, there was a long, long, long time in my relationship where there was no deep, meaningful connection. And I was baffled thinking, gosh, is this a thing? Is he even into me? What's the go? And And he was just, you know, emotionally cut off. However, I was able to read between the lines and read his other love languages and see how much he actually was showing care and love and willingness and wantingness to be in that relationship. And so I had to just, you know, like give that, give that person space to flow and understand that, that when they are ready and just make sure that I had the space there available and it was safe for when they were ready. So sometimes it's like, take the pressure off because I, I mean, I'm sure that you would all agree, like men are under a lot of pressure. They feel the pressure. Don't add more really pressure. Are. You know? men, men are under, I, I'm sorry, ladies, but men are under so pressure. much more pressure than women. Yeah. Men just are, that, that yeah. we really are. We have so much more pressure. And if women disagree with that, if you look at the objective truth, men are just under so much more pressure in life. 
Uh, and we put the pressure on ourselves. I agree, but men put more pressure on themselves than women to perform, to provide, family, kids, you know, all these kind of things. It's just it's, it, 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 we put more pressure on ourselves to do that. That's a masculine thing to do that. Um, Shah, hopefully that helped. Uh, uh, we gave you some, yeah, you guys gave her some great feedback. Uh, I've got to be honest, I've really fucking enjoyed this call. This is not a business call. We're not here to promote anything. We're not here to market anything. We're just here to share and talk about in open discussion, something that's really fucking important. And I really hope everyone's drawn value. Craig, Silver, Tahi, Julie, this has been amazing. You're going to see us doing a lot more, not just on this topic, but more collaborations like this, because we have so many beautiful people in our circle that actually want to help people and have been through so much themselves and have stories, but have been able to turn their lives around. Um, I will leave you a bit of a, yeah, cool. Um, if all of you guys could leave, because obviously you're going to share this with your networks, Tahi, Silver, Craig, Julie, people are going to watch replays on this on YouTube and email and all over the socials and everywhere over the upcoming weeks. Uh, so feel free, if you're watching this somewhere else on YouTube or a replay or whatever, uh, feel free to ask questions. We'll interact, tag whoever you want to respond. If all of you guys were to wrap this up and leave everybody with one thought or one suggestion or one thing, like what, what would you like to leave everybody with? not alone you go tahi <laughs> you're not alone you don't have to no. do it alone uh, that independence that we've been taught that we need to separate and be our own family and create our own family unit isn't what we were innately designed to be we lived in villages with connection and family so remember that you're not alone and connection is the first step to finding that trust and that, that space to be vulnerable there is a theme here, Tahi and Julie and all of it, like expressing your authentic truth, not leaving anything in. If it's your, if you're having suicidal thoughts, if you have someone in your life, like I can ring Silver and say, Silver, brother, I, I don't want to sound like a complaining, whinging, moaning bitch, but I, I'm going through this thing and I want to talk to you about it. Like being able to do that is what I think Tahi is talking about. Uh, and and if, I think like what Shah's talking about, if we create that safe space with people, um, I've just started dating someone and it feels so safe. We've been able to talk about our deepest, darkest secrets and things and not secrets, but demons. There's a safety in that that allows that expression of your authentic self. If you And again, it goes back to what Silver said. If you let your mess be your message and you own your shit. Ima like I imagine, imagine all of you, all of you guys on this call, but everyone watching. Imagine you become a public figure where millions of people follow you and look up to you for inspiration and you had no secrets. There's nothing that they could know about you that you'd be like, you'd have guilt and shame around. And I think that liberation, that freedom and that safety, be it one person, be it a partner, be it a mate, this brotherhood Silver's talking about, so important. Uh, Tahi, I love that. Uh, Julie wants to say something. I can see it. <laughs> what do you want to say? Um, just it sort of just rolls on um, from what you were just saying there and what Tony was saying like I think finding a healthy role model is probably one tip that I would share is if you are somebody who's struggling you know try and find somebody who is where you want to be and ask them what they did and how they got there you know because sometimes we can be looking for advice in all the wrong places we're asking and expecting from people yes. who have you know not the right answers for us so Find someone who's already achieved it and someone who's already on the other side is more than happy to reach out a hand and, and share their, their wisdom with you. So, yeah. Everyone has an opinion, but most people are not qualified to give it. Mm. 
Yeah. Silver, I can see you want to say something, brother. I just want to implore everybody who's listening to tell the truth. Be the embodiment of the truth. I truly believe that 2024 is the year of truth. There are so many influencers and, and, and people just showing up and risking everything. They're risking their whole online business, their whole online presence to tell the truth around what is really going on in the world. And I want to implore you to tell the truth whenever you speak to anyone about what is going on in your world. Even if you feel like you're going to hurt somebody's feelings short term. Exactly. I love that, brother. That's so because if we're not telling the truth, then we're living a fallacy. And we're doing everything possible to hold that fallacy together and that's what tears us up inside and that's why we jump off buildings yeah because we're living a lie so don't live a lie just live the truth it'll be hard at first but it'll be worth it it's the hard that makes it worth it mm, yeah i love that you know what i love about this call the five of us are so fucking different but similar mm -hmm. I love that. This is, I, I'll be honest, I've really fucking enjoyed this. And part of me doesn't want to get off the call. We've been going for like an hour. And, so we've been, we didn't have a plan. Everyone's like, how long? I'm like, I don't know. We'll just jump on a call. I just want to take a moment and say, Craig, Julian, Tahi, and Silver, thank you so much for giving up uh, your most precious commodity, your time and your energy to be here. No expectation, no marking, no business, no, no, no selfish intention, just to just have a discussion about some things that are very important around depression, mental health, men, masculinity, suicide. And if anyone is watching this and listening to this, if you need somebody to talk to, reach out. If one of us, probably not me, probably Julie or T Silver or Tahi or Craig, but if somebody resonated with you, feel free to reach out to one of us and talk to us and ask us anything. And you can share anything with any of us and we will not judge you. I once did an armed robbery with a pen. You heard that correct. I will not judge you. I've done things that I used to have a lot of shame and guilt over. Uh, and this is what Silver's talking about. This expression of authentic truth and owning your own shit and sharing uh, and being truthful is liberating. The more you hold on to things, this the whole thing here is pretty clear. When you hold on, when you hold on to things, it leads to suffering. When you hold on to things, it leads to suffering. And it's that suffering that causes this depression cycle, the suicidal thoughts, and so forth. When you release it, it seems to disappear. And there's many ways to have that release. It could be the gym. Yeah. It could be your lover. It could be kids. It could be purpose. It could be whatever. So I love and appreciate all four of you. This has been amazing. I've really fucking enjoyed it. Actually, I've actually really enjoyed this. I'm really looking forward to more collaborations in general and definitely going deeper into this topic. Uh, maybe doing some stuff with you guys individually. Uh, Craig, Silver, Tahi, Julie, thank you so much. Everybody's watching. There's still 15 people on live. I'm sure a lot of people watch this later. Thank you so much to each of you. I'm going to leave you with one thought because it's in my nature to do this. If you're listening to me and you're watching my ugly mug right now and you're going through a hard time, financial, health, relationship, something else, cancer, I don't know. But remember one simple thing, that if you have breath, if you hold up your phone and you go on your phone and it steams up, then you have hope. If there's hope, you can be, do, have anything. Anything is possible.
And as I say that, you might not believe that. It might not feel like that's the case. But I'll ask you this. Every challenge you've ever been faced with in the past, did it not work out? I can prove it worked out. You're still here. Everything works out in the end. And the fact is that we're all going to die. We're all going to die. And the worst thing I can think of is lying on my deathbed with regrets, not telling someone I love them, not forgiving myself, not forgiving others, not spending time with family, not launching that charity, not publishing that book. One shot at this thing called life, we're all going to die. And that if you follow the guidance of these four amazing guys, that dying with no regrets, I can't think of anything worse than dying with our music still in us. You have gifts, medicine, purpose, inspiration, medicine, so much inside you. But you've got to make a decision to believe that, again, if you have breath, there's hope. If you have hope, you can do anything. And no matter what you're going through, Tough times don't last. Tough people do. If you're going through hell, there's only one way to get through it. Keep fucking going. Julie, Tahi, Silva, Craig, love you. This has been amazing. Thank you so much for this uh, uh, epic session. And it's been a lot of time. Everybody listening, uh, feel free to reach out to Craig, Julie, Tahi, Silva. Follow these guys. Reach out to any of these guys. And uh, thank you to everybody that's been involved. Thank you so much. Uh, guys, can you not go anywhere? I'm going to stop the live on a quick chat with you guys, okay? Thank you so much, everybody. Thank you, Jason, for bringing us all together and making this conversation happen. And thank you for also being an advocate for all of us as business owners so that we can have a, a wider reach and support more people. Thank you, everyone. My Cuban's nearly finished. Perfect time.